Welcome to another episode of Convos in the Pedicab with my friend uh, Fernando Arce. He's a uh, citizen journalist. He does a lot of really good work. He goes to the border and uh, confronts a lot of the uh, NGOs for kind of enabling this border crisis as well as kind of exposing the um, the immigration pipeline. Right. So obviously this is a big issue. Right. You know, we got uh, 10,000 plus people a day crossing over. This is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, under different time periods, you might call this an invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to put this into context because this is a big issue and we got to talk about this like grownups to figure out like sure. how you can get involved in uh, not only stopping stopping this, but making making it so that the immigration uh, that we experience occurs at a level that is sustainable and helps the country. Absolutely. Uh, and first of all, thank you, Alex Stringer. Yes, sir. For inviting me to your show. I'm excited to be here sitting on your lovely Colorful pedicab. This isn't my lovely pedicab. This is my friend Emily's lovely pedicab, and she actually helped me set my garden up. So shout out Emily. Yes. There we go. And we're 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 recording here uh, on the east side of Austin, Texas. Yes, sir. We are on the east side of Austin, Texas. So you're from you're. I didn't know this, um, but you're also a New York City refugee as well. That's right. I'm a political refugee from New York City. When did you move? I escaped ten years ago. Bro, me too. I moved in um, August of 2013 to Austin. I left. August of 2014. What? Yeah. Okay, so where, where did you live in New York? Brooklyn. All right. You seem like a Washington Heights kind of guy. Mm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> que la vaina loco. Que la vaina. No, I'm, I'm Colombian. All right. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah, I still got a place out there in Brooklyn. I, I rent out. All right. Yeah, I got a, I, I grew up in Riverdale, so I live with my mom and dad. Riverdale. Out here, so. Oh, that's the west side of Manhattan. Now it's the Bronx, actually. The Bronx, but it's yeah. A part of the Bronx, by the everybody, west part. Everybody looks like me there. Yeah. But. Dude, New York's a scam. Uh, yeah, New York's a scam. It is. You pay uh, two thousand dollars a month to live in a shoebox uh. with five roommates in the middle of the hood, um, and you got to worry about getting stabbed on your yeah. way home from work. <laughs> and you don't have to go to church because some crackhead on the D train is already giving a sermon anyway. So that's <laughs> unfortunately where you're at, and in a place well, like that. And I like to say that when I left, New York City lost its soul. Yeah, because you left it lost immediately. Soul. And there's a direct yeah. correlation. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy though because I um I know we're gonna talk about the border and immigration but like, dude when I when I was um in New York I was telling people like people laughed at me when I said I was gonna move to Austin and um right. I was saying that like listen like there's no incentive to to being here like th- th- mm. this you know it's like running on a hamster wheel forever and and this this it, it, it's a communist right. shithole living in New York and people just didn't see it they didn't care you know um people would ask why did you move to Texas from New York and I'm like well. <laughs> looking looking ahead it's it's pretty obvious yeah yeah you know uh new york city is the capital of the world i think still for a lot of different uh fashion wall street uh broadcasting um but yeah the cost of living is ridiculous and um you know these communist mayors that have run in the last 15 20 years have really destroyed it unfortunately long gone are the days of rudy giuliani and I remember those days because I drove a yellow taxi cab when I was in college. My mother owned a yellow cab. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, All right. she, 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 and I'm a pedicabber, so we're kind of in a similar yeah. boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She supported seven children by herself, my mother. Never no took way. a dollar right. of food stamps. What? Wow. Yeah, so I know the city very intimately because as a cab driver, you roam those streets at 4 o'clock in the morning. So I have a love-hate relationship with New York City. All I miss is the pizza and the bagels. Oh, facts. See, the pizza's great. 
Well, although it's it's kind of gotten so corporatized now, like going back to New York, they don't even have like the mom and pop, like greasy Italians making pizza. Oh, now no. it's it's all corporate. Now, yeah, it's all uh, Olive Garden. It's, fucking, <laughs> it's so disgusting. Were you a Yankee fan or Met fan? I was a Yankee fan. Yeah, okay, sure. all right, me too, dude. I grew up J- Jeter. I-, I was like ten years old during Jeter's rookie year. Yep, went Nin- to like a whole bunch of games and stuff like that. Uh, Mariana, Paul O'Neill, dude, that was a squad. Yep, they were great. You know, Mario Rivera, Rivera, Mariana Rivera, Rivera. It's been a while. It's been a minute, dude. It's been a minute, right? Yeah. Um, Good times. But yeah, you know that. Hmm. Right. The changing demographics, though, do you know? Look. You don't want the place. One of the things I realized when I moved out here is that you really got to make a concerted effort to uh, make it so that the place that you move to does not turn into the place that you mm. moved from. Right. Um, right. And I feel as though what you're dealing with with, with, with the border, yeah. it's one of many ways that they're trying to um, turn where we live right now or turn the rest of the country into another New York City, L.A. slash San Francisco. Oh, well, that's their plan, and we're very close to losing Texas. Yes, we are, but yeah. I don't think it's all because of immigrants, so we should, we'll should we get to that later. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. But what made you want to get started with all this? Well, like I mentioned, being that we live in New York City, uh, my neighborhood of Elmhurst, Queens, Corona, Queens, overnight, uh, well, actually slowly changed in where I didn't notice my neighborhood anymore and because of illegal immigrants coming into my community. And this is going back 10, 15 years during the Obama days. So what did I do 10 years ago? I pulled out my phone and I started recording on the streets of Queens, New York. I still have the the YouTube channel. Uh, It was called Border Patrol USA. And so my my passion for this here um, illegal alien invasion is gone for over 10 years because this is a national security issue. It is. Um, What makes this a national security issue? Well, there's something called borders. <laughs> well, yes, but what is like, what are the specific concerns? Because a lot of times, you know, you gotta, when dealing with this issue, right? You don't want to, you want to have as large of an audience as possible, right. and um, right. you want the audience to consist of more people than the guys wearing MAGA hats going to Trump rallies and, and you mm. know being like super conservative. This because this actually is a, an issue that affects everybody. Mm. Yeah, right. And you know, if everybody right. is going to take it seriously. The general public has to understand why this is an area of concern. Mm-hmm. So as somebody who's at the border and sees what's going on, mm-hmm. why is this such a big area of concern? Well, a famous econ- economics uh, professor named Milton Friedman once said back 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that you cannot have an open border and an open welfare system in our country because that will overwhelm the system. It's called the Clower Piven strategy, which I'm sure you're aware of, Alex. And that... That shouldn't be a party issue because uh, this here invasion is going to come to everyone's doorstep because this uh, new wave of illegals is going to replace the American working class and blue collar workers and uh, especially the blacks and whites. So to answer your question, it really becomes down to economics. And when you started documenting the flow of um, illegal immigrants in your neighborhood, Mm -hmm. how was that received in your community in New York? Well, uh, I got looked at that a lot. I got people chasing me. I got video of that. Uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, it's mostly a Latin community. Uh, so, you know, I, I wasn't as, aggre- as, as, as aggressive as I am now with these NGOs. Well, it's a little uh, bit different, too. When these are right. your people, they kind of understand, yeah, right? And when, right. when somebody, like, you know, you're going to be more well-received than some white guy going into the right. neighborhood doing that because right. you live in the neighborhood. You're part right. of the community. You can relate right. to people in the community. I think that that actually does. Right. Um, well, I was wearing a custom Border Patrol hat and a custom Border Patrol shirt. Okay. And people would, like, run away from me like I was, Well, you, you probably know, should have worn something different so you blend in a little bit, you know? I did blend in, but, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, Obama started this here mess. A lot of people don't realize that, but it was started with Obama when he uh, when he gave our uh, policy on DACA, D A C A, Deferred Action Children Act, given these basically. Uh, back then, it was five million children that from the 90s and, and 2000s that are already like mature human people now. Uh, pretty much amnesty; they weren't going after them. So, oh, like if you came when you were five, from right. family, right. Like you're kind of like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that could be. Uh, I could see how this can get abused. Although there are also a lot of DACA kids that came in here really being super patriotic, loving America, that mm -hmm. would contribute to a, the you know the True. foundations of what it means to live here. And so you do have to also be selective when it comes to kind of getting when it comes to like reversing that, who that gets reversed under. Yes, if that makes sense, right? Like if yeah. you get like a valedictorian who like wants to, who who like is passionate huh. about Austrian economics, <laughs> and you know what, you know what I mean, that and like wa exception. wants like public safety or something like wants better public safety and like. Yeah. You know, was is gonna get like a scholarship to play baseball or football or mm. something like that. Like, you know, there should be like a way for that kid that like loves America and shows a commitment to America to want to stay here. And well, there, should, there should be some yeah. kind of pathway to like allow that. But you right. know, at the same time, if you're like a DACA kid and you're just a, a habitual criminal, right. yes, you should probably go. Right. And, and there's got to be a middle ground, I think, to figure out how mm. to address that. Well, that you know, that <laughs> kind of <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah like, but, that kind of scholar is is very uh, small percentage. You know, uh, all these these millions and millions of illegals that have come into our country. We don't know where they are. They're in the shadows. They've been in the shadows for thirty years. They're not all here to pick your tomatoes, Alex. Well, no, no shit. Yeah. So you know how many you know how many crimes are committed every year by these illegals? Uh, to ask the Angel Family. There's an organization called Angel Families. Yeah. And they have blankets every once every time an illegal kills an American citizen, either by drunk driving, uh, domestic abuse, or just uh, murdering uh, uh, criminals. Uh, it happens every day. People don't talk about it. Unfortunately, uh, governments can't take uh, legal statistics. Your city, your your county, your state are not allowed to take statistics on whether that criminal was legal or illegal. What? So it's hard to catch that data. Yes, sir. How, why would they do that? They should kind of have that metric, right? It's it's not. There is no metric. Like for that. not a citizen, non-citizen. Like they don't show that no they can't well maybe that but they don't they don't designate whether the person is legal or illegal in the country wow yeah that, that's probably not good they should probably fix that absolutely um so yeah. my concern and look also when it comes to the illegal stuff the person who really spearheaded this was actually ronald reagan right i remember that because he was the one that gave amnesty to a bunch of illegal three aliens, million and that effectively turned california blue mm. which effectively has kind of good point created a lot of the policies that we're dealing with a lot of the problems right. that we're dealing with right now because of, you know, yeah. the, the, the biggest danger I feel to the, the, the republic that we're um, living in and the rights and values that come with living in America, it's actually people think it's Democrats, but mm. it's actually uh, Republicans who pretend to be conservatives that stab you in the back. Well, yes. Regarding what, immigration? Yeah, everything, uh, yes. Okay. That's what I feel. Well, I always tell my audience that both the Democratic Party and, and the Republican Party, both of us, both of those parties got us into this mess. Yes. Because the Democrat wants to vote, and the Republican Party, uh, you know, they want the cheap labor. They, yeah, they want the cheap labor. Right. Yes, yes. And that's why we never had a wall in 40 years. And Ronald Reagan did give amnesty to 3 million illegals, but the rule, the, the deal was we were supposed to have a secure border, like build a wall. And that didn't happen until Bush, Bush Jr. came along. He built a partial wall and then stopped in 2006. Uh, then, of course, the man up here in my hat, Trump, came along and... Uh, well, we're going to talk about Trump because Did Trump actually job. deported less people than Obama and Bush. Well, yes, during no. His pre during his presidency. That was that's been gerrymangered. Those number two, but I'll, I'll explain. We should explain that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
I could do that for you. I think Trump is a great symbol. Of course. I well, want. We, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll talk well, about right. that later on <laughs> right. in this episode. We'll talk about that later Sounds on in this episode. All right. Because I want to highlight the work that you're doing sure. and why this is a problem and not argue with you about who the best candidate in no. the Republican. We're, not we're not argue with you about who the best Republican we're candidate is. a civil is. discussion yes. on the petty cap. Yes, exactly. Alex. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, my view on the immigration thing, and, I, and you're the one who, who travels and confronts people, right? Yes. Um, well, actually, let, let, let's backtrack. Have you actually done a route? Because I've seen Anthony Rubin on Alex Jones. Right. Have you ever done one, like, something similar to what he's done? Traveled on a death train? No, thank you. <laughs> you see these shoes? These are, these are Ferragamo shoes. I'm a <laughs> no, I haven't traveled. You haven't? Okay. Um, have you ever gone across the border to Mexico and kind of like done a crossing or seen what it's like on the other side? No, thank you. No. So what is the extent, like, the extent to what you've done? What is the like actual extent of what well, you've done? Well, for your followers who are not familiar, I get most of my content is done in my town of San Antonio, Texas. Okay. I live five miles from a, a, a migrant welcoming center. I call it the American Replacement Center. Okay. Uh, I have traveled to Eagle Pass and yeah, I've seen that. Yes, Brownsville, yes, yes. Uh, Laredo, but in the American side. So yeah. that's the you've way. never gone to okay. No, and so but you've seen. Have you seen the actual crossings? Yes. So and when you see the crossings, what what happens? Like, what do you see when these crossings occur? Uh, well, there's, uh, there's a river called the Rio Grande. Okay. And, and for the most part, for your audience to understand, the Rio Grande is the, is the borderline for most of Texas uh, border towns. And so they did that strategically, you know, 150 years ago uh, when they made the borders. So the, uh, the, when I see these illegals crossing the river, it's very dangerous. You know, the, the currents are very strong. Yeah. Uh, and then we have once once they hit a certain sector of that river, you're in American territory. It's the custom border's job to bring you in. They and can't tell you to leave. They can't. So, if you just cross into the Rio Grande River right. and you're totally illegal, you could be God knows what. They have to give you amnesty in America. Well, amnesty—that's a whole different. Well, topic. I mean, they have to like give you shelter and help you get into they, America. They will uh, apprehend you. Those are called apprehensions. Mm -hmm. uh, Custom Border Patrol. And then they process you because you did not come in through a port of entry and you came without inspection. Those are the legal terms. But then why would they even do that to process? Well, I, I can see why because they don't want you sneaking in on with no documentation so they kind of have to. Well, these are the ones that come in through the river. Yes. These are undocumented. Yeah. These, these are catch and release illegal aliens. Okay, and then when, when they get processed, what happens right. to them after they get processed? Well, that's a great question, Alex, because I'm sure you and your audience have seen all these illegals in the airport carrying those yellow, yellow envelopes. Yeah. Those big yellow, yellow envelopes. Those are the documents that Custom Border Patrol and ICE has given them okay. when they were processed at the border. Okay. I've, I've read those documents online in, on a camera several times. I, I just approached them and I said, okay, can I read your documents? What does the document say? And they, they say they just open up and show it to me. So documents show, first page, that they have been arrested. Okay. That they have no status in the okay. country. They are, they are not here on probation. Uh, they're fingerprinted. Now, that's important. And photographed because right. that's geometrics. Okay. There's, the government, our government is checking to see if these illegals have any criminal records in our country. They're not checking to see if they have any criminal records in the country they came from or the country they've been living in. Well, because how would they? That seems like it would almost yeah, be impossible. Like, I don't see yeah, how you can yeah, cross There reference. is no. Well, that's the whole thing of immigration, legal immigration. They would check those backgrounds during, during legal immigrations. It's the ones that are coming here illegally. There's no checking of those backgrounds. They're, they're, they're they're, not, they're not, yeah. There is no checking. It. And it, right. it almost makes you think that if, a, a, God forbid, a terrorist attack would occur, something mm. really bad would happen, uh, they might you know, have to put some database in place 
some digital kind of database in place where everybody has to have some kind of a digital identification where mm. um, the privacy um, that's been eroded, it's already a concern, right? right? And some of these stipulations that might happen as a result of another, God forbid, terrorist attack right. occur occurring, it could threaten oh. to erode your privacy completely, just like with these sure. vaccine passports. Kind of like the Patriot Act, is that what yes. you're going at? Yeah. But for the for the migrants, not us. Well, but then it affects every. It, it's for everybody, no, they'll, right? Because uh, everybody needs a digital. Everyone's going to need a di some kind no, of a digital yeah. password. Now you're going to have to connect a digital. I uh, now you need an interconnected um, mm -hmm. system of digital identification. Right. Okay. And if it's interconnected, then it can only be interconnected if everybody mm -hmm. has this new digital identification. So. Right. Um, that, well, that's that's a whole different topic, but yes. well, but I think that a lot of this uncontrolled migration kind of can lead to something like this mm -hmm. happening. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, a lot of these migrants that I've I've interviewed, they have ankle bracelets, they have GPS ankle braces on them. They're also given government issued phones. So to get get into your topic about uh, tracking these illegals, um, they've also given them watches, GPS watches. Um, this is all contractors supplied, right? Okay. And billions of dollars spent on ankle bracelets. Uh, government phones and watches. Now, the wa the phones everyone seems to know about is popular with the with the American people. Those phones are to track the illegals. However, from what the illegals tell me is that once they go to their for first court appearance, they have to give those phones back. All right, so that, that's interesting. I thought you give the phones back. Okay, <laughs> right after their first appearance. But how do you know that the phone is just for tracking? Well, that's you know it has GPS um, on it. So, well, but, sure, but but if 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 a terrorist wants to escape, they'll just throw out the phone, and that's what a lot of them or, do. Or what if they got rid of the ankle monitor? And that's what they do. They get rid of the ankle monitor when they're ready to just just uh, go into the shadows. So that's an issue. With, I think yes. With ICE. Well, I think another concern too is that. Um, so who who are the NGOs that are helping these people? Well, you know, in, in terms of the NGOs, it's. Um, there are dozens of them. This is a well-planned, orchestrated. Well, yeah. Agenda. When I saw Anthony Rubin's thing on Alex yeah. Jones, he talked about how a it's lot so of, well like the UN and yeah. UNICEF and a lot of these big yeah. uh, UN-connected groups were actually helping to um, right. plan these these routes for the migrants as far yeah. as Colombia. Right. Yes. Ecuador. Yeah. It, you know, let's start from the top. The top is United Nations and the the pact that we're in. It's called the uh, Global Compact of Migration. Okay. Okay. That's the key. That's the key pact that Trump got us out of, that Obama got us into, and then Biden puts us back into. Back into, yeah. If we're not in that pact, then we wouldn't have the surges. So to answer your questions, there are dozens of NGOs. The, the, the funny thing is that most of them are faith-based organizations, Lutheran churches, mm -hmm. Catholic church, and uh, the Israeli uh, Jewish foundations. Wait, really? Like, yeah, it's huge. That? Yeah, the Jewish foundation, there's a... I, they're not in San Antonio, so I'm not very familiar with them, but they're in a lot of other cities. Uh, and the, I think the name of the, the organization is Jewish Foundation of Immigration or something. Like, I, you know, I have the website on my, on my laptop. But, but these organizations get hundreds of millions of dollars in the billions, billions of dollars to do the dirty work for the government in terms of providing these illegals clothing, food, transportation into the interior, Alex. Okay. And, um... Yes. What are the political le do you know what the political leanings of the people in charge of these organizations are? Well, you know, they're faith-based. A lot of them are Catholic, uh, God-fearing people. But they're doing this for the dollar, Alex. You know, 
they're doing this for the dollar and a lot of them are woke you know blue hair a volunteer, volu- you know. Because when you've confronted, I've seen some of your videos confronting yeah. people. You're yeah. confronting a bunch of these blue-haired, like, <laughs> Antifa, Antifa yeah. communist types yeah. who happen to be strategically positioned, at, you know, in the same ARC type of areas that help process a lot of these migrants. The American Replacement Center. Yes. That's, that's um, I, I coined that. You want to know that, you know that I, I used to be like a, a, a Bernie guy? I did not know that. Well, so I was a well, two twenty. I actually voted for him in both primaries. Shame on you. Well, <laughs> you think so? It's a primary, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I never voted for Hillary Clinton. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, and she stole it from Bernie. She, she did steal from Bernie. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Obama, and then Obama helped uh, get Biden to steal from Bernie. Actually, in twenty twenty, he made a phone call, and all the neoliberal candidates dropped out at the same time, Ooh. except for Elizabeth Warren. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. You didn't know that, did you? No. Well, so that so. And then it's totally boggled my mind how all these progressive, hardcore Bernie bros all of a sudden just, like, completely forgot about that and just decided that they are going to go do whatever they could to get rid of mm. Trump and vote for Biden when it was their own uh, political party that was actually the most corrupt and against democracy just based on how they mm. even treated Bernie Sanders. Exactly. And even with the COVID policies, COVID, all those right. COVID policies did was help the, the billionaires that they hate get even richer. Right. And so you got you kind of saw through a lot of who people really were and, mm. and it disenfranchised me and i'm just like you know what like yeah. my view back in 2020 was that um i wanted yang or tulsi to win mm. right but yang dropped out before i had a chance to vote and tulsi had no chance and i felt as though and i remember mm. that tulsi dropped like tulsi actually was one of the first dnc operatives to endorse bernie sanders in 2016 mm, yes and so i'm like okay well they're kind of similar i'll just go over for bernie sanders because i feel as though her, her, him and T- her him and tulsi are similar mm. enough right where it it might be okay, right? You know, because you have an actual chance of winning. So let's let's go. That's awesome. Let's go. Yeah. Um, vote for yeah. Sanders in this primary and see what happens, right? Okay. Um, but my view was that if if either Yang, Tulsi, or Bernie didn't win, mm. I was going to either not vote, mm. um, or just vote for Trump. Oh, so okay. my my view was already right. always that I, I wasn't going to mm. ever vote for those anybody that wasn't those three people. Are you going to vote for Trump this year? Uh, am I going to vote for Trump this year? Well, 2024. Pro- honestly, you want to know? Honest, honestly, I want the as truth. It sta- as it stands right now, if DeSantis doesn't win this primary, mm. as it stands right now, I will vote for Kennedy if DeSantis. Kennedy. Is, yeah, okay. I will vote for Kennedy if DeSantis does not win that I like primary. Kennedy on COVID and the vaccine. I like Kennedy on Bitcoin also. It. I like uh, Kennedy on the fact that he sued Monsanto and won. Hmm, that's good. Uh, I like Kennedy on the fact that he actually calls out the corrupt intelligence agency and his father and his uncle were both victims of a, of a weaponized government. Mm. And I, there's nobody yep. I would trust more to address that yep. than somebody who's, who, is a, yep. who actually had family members get affected and killed mm. as a result of yeah. a weaponized government. Yeah. Um, where, so, where, where, where is he? Because the media has like, silenced him completely. Well, the media is also, like, fun fact, kind of silencing silenced and blacking him. out DeSantis. Yeah, DeSantis is definitely getting silenced. But I and, think... You know, with the polls. He, yeah, well, those polls people are about, have, uh, in, in the beginning, dude, those, those polls are about uh, as real as Michelle Obama being a woman. Right. Um, Iowa caucus just ended. Well, I, okay, fine. That's one state. But either way, man, if you're out here trying to fight tyranny and fight the New World Order and you just right. give up after one state, hmm. well, right. good luck <laughs> fighting the new – good luck beating yeah. the New World Order. If you're going to give up that easily, like, you, you may as well just eat bugs and live in a pod if you're not even yeah. going to even try. No. Well, that's my view, bro. Like, no, I you know. You. I hear you. Listen, I'm, I'm, I focus on the border, and uh, Trump has a record on the border. He had the lowest amount of illegals in his tenure uh, since 40 years ago. Okay. So, you know, so he has a track record. He does. DeSantis has a track record of keeping his promises. True. 
And DeSantis also has a track record of standing up to government tyranny and being first um, in the face of unrelenting pressure, mm-hmm. which is what he did with COVID. Um, and he's he was the first governor to ban central bank digital currencies. He's the first governor to say that his state will That's never good. honor the WHO pandemic treaty. That's good. Um, you, like, you want to fight the New World Order? That's the guy. That's mm. my, my opinion, you know, and especially like you see all the, the Trump ads. They're talking about DeSantis' shoes. Mm. If that's all you got to make fun <laughs> of somebody is their shoes oh, well, well, and their awkward well, mannerisms. What's wrong with his shoes? Well, they say he put, puts lifts in his shoes. And oh. They're making mm. jokes about his shoes and him being awkward. Well, if that's if that's the most you got to make fun of a guy so on. So does David Portnoy. Everybody does that. But that's what I'm saying. Though, is like if that's all you got. To make fun of somebody, shout then, out to David. Well, then we all know that you're not <laughs> fucking kids on an island in the Caribbean. Right, is right. how I look at it. Right. Um, yeah, I like him better. Um, I do like that uh, Trump. I, I do so far like the influence that mm. Vivek is having on Trump mm-hmm. in terms of Trump saying that he's going to ban central bank digital currencies on Good. his speech. Good, but let's remember who was first on this. Ron DeSantis. Daddy DeSantis. That that that's you know. Okay. That's who I think was first. He's the one that started sending illegal immigrants to Mar- Martha's Vineyard oh, yeah. right off the bat. And then Abbott followed. Abbott's always a do- dollar short and a day late. Bro, day Abbott's day. the type of guy who cheats on the like he cheats on the. Uh, uh, he's the type of guy that would cheat on Ron DeSantis' uh, test yeah. in second grade sitting next right. to him and try to like say he got the same answers. That's, That's my right. view. And he's right over here. His house is right here. The governor's, he is right governor's here. house is three miles away. I, I, I know. And then um, Donald Trump decides to endorse Greg Abbott in the primary mm. over uh, the liberty focused candidate named Don Huffines, who was pro Bitcoin like and Don. was a, yeah, and I was like, yeah, so did I. Yeah. And was um, the most vocal against the mandates uh, mm-hmm. throughout running. Uh, yeah. So Keep Keep I, I, based on what I've shared, I have my reparations, my, my reservations mm-hmm. right. on um, choosing Trump. Plus, it just feels very cultish at this point. It's like every senator, every mm-hmm. politician, every pundit is just saying Trump, 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 Trump. And right. I'm like, well, if that's the case, bro, then you kind of are the establishment at this well, point. Well, for me, I just want revenge for what happened in 2020. That's Good. The so elect the guy that's actually revenge. capable of governing to get the revenge for you because the guy who got steamrolled by Dr. Fauci um, and right. who got steamrolled by the media and who got a bunch of people to protest on January 6th and threw them under the bus is not going to give you the revenge that you want. If anything... He's going to be a patsy for the next disaster that happens. Mm. That is my right. viewpoint on why I feel this way. I, I, but to be fair, though, a lot of some of these DeSantis guys are a little bit too mean to the average Trump supporter and it mm. turns them off. I don't think that's the right approach. I think it, that my, my view is I like DeSantis because he's better at right. putting America first than Donald Trump is. And I'm, I, I think that you should just be able to explain why in a very calm, respectful fashion. Yeah. And, and I think that as long as you're consistent and you hit the, the message home. True. Um, that's all that matters because we all want the same thing and it's to continue living in the United States. Mm. So that's my view. I'm, I'm going to be with DeSantis to the end because it's what I believe in and I'm doing this because Very I want to live in America and I'm going to stick to my guns and that's what that's, it is. That's fine. That, mean, that's, I, that, that's what it is. That's, that's your right, you know. thousand percent. Awesome. Straight up. Okay, so we're talking about the border now. Yes. We're talking about the border. Yes. Um, and uh, what has your experience been like confronting these people? Well, you know... You know and start, the, with, start with the illegals. Yeah. And start with... And, and then um, a, after the words talk with... Talk about how you're confronting the, sure. mind, the, 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 the people who operate these yeah. organizations. Well, you know, the, this this here center opened up in July of 2022. So it's going okay. almost on two years. <laughs> All right. And uh, when they opened up, I, you know, everybody was shocked that there was actually the audacity of the government to have a center for illegals. And, and not only that, but paying for their airline tickets and paying for their food and shelter uh, was really eye opening for a lot of Americans. They couldn't. We've always had always had illegals, but yeah. never, never government sponsored taxpayer paid. 
Yes. You know? You've never had 10,000 10, plus military aged men who are right. not even from Mexico at this point. When you're seeing the border right. crossings, you're seeing people from China, from Africa, from places that right. are not even next to the border. And it, it well, feels yeah. as though this is being externally funded. We got to understand right. why it's being externally funded. My view, Hernando. Sure. It, it, there's there's three reasons why okay. I think this is the case. Okay, and, and you're the expert, so if I'm wrong, please correct well, me. I'm not an expert, but I have you, my you're opinion. more experienced than I am. Yeah, I'm a guy who who's going from watching your videos as well as the videos of other people. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. So um, if I'm wrong on anything, please right. interrupt and sure. correct me. Okay. Sure. So m the first thing is that um, Americans are just not having children. Okay. Yeah. And you know the, the, these Mexican families or the Hispanic the the, the, the families from Latin America. Right. They're having like seven kids. Right. They reproduce. They're Catholic. Right. They are actually right. making children. They're doing what we should be doing right. in America, myself included. Okay? Yep. Um, and you need, um, you, you, know, you need to have children at replacement levels to sustain the economy and sustain, sustain our workforce and sustain the population. Okay? Okay. Uh, sure. Also, you know, with all the SSRIs and all the medications that we're hopping kids on and all the stimulus and all the, you know, and all the, the brainwashing in the schools, our next generation of kids are, are getting so soft that most of us can't even pass physical fitness requirements to even join the military. Mm -hmm. Okay? Right. Brings me to my next point. Um, Americans are so disenfranchised with our military as a result of unnecessary wars in Iraq and in the Middle East and mm -hmm. in anything else uh, that nobody wants to go mm -hmm. and fight another foreign war. Mm -hmm. Right. But, uh, Juan from Venezuela will totally go uh, fight with the Azov Battalion right. if you promise him um, citizenship, citizenship right. as a result of that. You promise that guy citizenship, and then all of a sudden he becomes your police officer, he becomes your politician, he becomes your city council member. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you have another emergency like COVID or a cyber attack or another disaster mm -hmm. or a couple more mass shootings um, with the new makeup of the government, right. well... That guy's going to have absolutely no problem coming to your house to take your guns away from you. Mm. That guy's going to have no problems um, making, you know, checking to see if you're walking around with your government sanctioned digital identification. Mm. He's going to have no problems to make sure that, mm -hmm. like, the, the tracking device in your car is working to make sure that you're, you're, you're not exceeding your carbon allowance. Right. So that's kind of what I think this is leading to more than mm. um, they're taking jobs and this and that. I think that this is a lot. This is this is a longer play. Mm -hmm. And it's not even about voting because, like, most mm -hmm. of these illegals that come here, they're not voting in 2024. No. That's not true. And we got to be when, – when we call right. this right. illegal immigration thing out, we got to call it out in reality. And this is not about getting votes in the immediate future. Right. It's about um, – and it's not about just replacing regular everyday Americans. It's about replacing, my opinion, American soldiers and American law enforcement so that these these people – wind up serving the new world order versus serving the United States and the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Well, those are great points. Uh, I, I probably could agree with the, the military aspect of it because there was a congressman that actually brought it up. Yeah, Dick Durbin. Dick Durbin. Yeah. So that, that he was showing a little ankle there to, to what the plan was. In terms of the uh, population and, and the rate of birth, uh, unfortunately, yeah, our country has always been a, uh, a Christian Judeo society since the founding of the fathers, uh, but the fastest religion now is atheism, uh, secularism, paganism, and that's a concern to me because, uh, like you said, you mentioned you have, you have the family units being destroyed by the Marxists, and so uh, this surge that of the of the illegals that are coming, yes, the majority of them are Catholic, and they don't believe in 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 thirty and seventy five different genders, and they don't believe in 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 the you know what's your pronouns kind of things. Yeah, well, yeah. right. So they are christian base and that's probably the only silver lining i see in all of this 
uh, is that, you know, that they are family-oriented people. But we are a country of law and orders. And if we're going to just let every, anybody in here, I think long-term is going to create a problem because of the welfare state, especially if they get approved for asylum refugee. Then all these applicants, that they, the, the, the door is open in terms of all the benefits they get, everything, food assistance, rental assistance, uh, Social Security card, uh, and and the list goes on. Yes, and 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 right now in Austin they've uh, started rezoning how like single family units for multifamily. Mm, right. Okay. And so like imagine if your neighborhood gets rezoned and all of a sudden now there's like a um, affordable housing center for illegal immigrants that's hmm. right in your community that you that didn't vote sound, for, ask for. That doesn't sound constitutionally but, know, but, legal. But <laughs> I could see stuff like that like kind yeah. of not. It's not gonna happen immediately. Yeah, but okay. I could see stuff like that kind of start happening within the next uh -huh. like. 10 well, years or so. Well, this is the surge, the, the, the 15, 20 million that are here now is created a, uh, like a third class of citizens, not citizens, but a third class of uh, Well, it sector. creates a permanent underclass. Uh, yeah, permanent That's underclass. It it creates, uh, when you create a permanent underclass, yeah. the uh, members of the permanent underclass, especially if their situation is better than their home mm. countries, they'll be the most loyal servants of the regime that you're going to mm. find. Yeah. Well, if, if we're going to go down the regimes, then yes. Yeah, so hopefully we can reverse that. Um, and that's, you know, the answer to 1984 is 1776, as Alex Jones famously says. As he famously says. So when you confront these migrants, are the migrants ever hostile towards you? No. They're not, right? No. Well, what's their attitude when they come, when, when you talk to them? So the, the illegals that I get, I don't call them migrants because migrants has... Yeah, a, illegal alien invaders is the yeah, right term. Okay. Yeah. Well, migrants has a term that, yeah. that the Custom Border Patrol and ICE uses when a, per, an, uh, when a migrant comes here for a certain period of time and then go back. Yeah. It's a set and it's like a visa. Okay. Uh, so anyway, when these illegals come here, they're not hostile to me. They, they all come because my sector is coming through the death train from uh, Tapachulo, Mexico, all the way to... Uh, uh, Piedras Negras, Mexico. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, Alex, all the illegals I get, I don't get, I don't get Chinese, I don't get Arabs, I don't get none of that stuff. I don't get Africans. I'm getting the poor of the poor in San Antonio. Okay, it's 45% Venezuelans, and the others are South Americans and, and Central Americans, and they're all coming here for work, and they love Biden. Do they love Biden? Yeah, they love Biden. I've taken polls outside the center. You ask them who you're voting yeah. for, and and you can speak Spanish, so you understand what they're yeah. saying. Yeah, so. 80, 80, 80 to 90% is Biden. Okay, but they're not going to go. Are, are you worried about them voting for no, Joe Biden not in 2024? No, but eventually, yes, in the next five, ten years, yes. If there's some way to expedite citizenship. They're doing that already well, in California and New York. How are they expediting? In Arizona. What are they doing specifically? Arizona, I saw the, uh, the website says that if, you're, uh, if, you're, if you don't have any citizen documentation or you're not you know, whatever the term they use, then you cannot vote for local elections, but you can vote for federal elections. A non-citizen can vote for federal elections. It's right there in Arizona. You can vote, a non-citizen can vote <laughs> yeah. in federal elections. Well, Only. that sounds a little bit... Um, yeah, that's odd. And that's Arizona. I mean, Arizona was a purple state until the last election. But Well, it's still, I mean, look, I think governing-wise, it's... I think yeah. that's just in Phoenix, right? In a couple cities. Well, but it's the Arizo state. Yeah, Arizona has a Republican... Uh, legislate yeah. legislative body, but a Democrat governor. Right, and Carrie Lake will be the vice president for Trump. Oh God, dude! If Carrie Lake that's becomes my pick. well, that's my, that's uh, my hypothesis. Yeah, enjoy your social credit score <laughs> if that's the case, because he's going to get steamrolled with these people. I think Carrie Lake and Trump is they're going to get ticket. bro. They're going to get steamrolled. By you who? know that they're, uh, by Biden or whoever replaces Biden, Biden. can you get out of bed? It anyway, let's, let's 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 stay on topic. We'll stay on topic, or we'll, we'll talk about this at the end. But this is like I just had to put it out there. That's my VP choice. Okay, that's my just my opinion. That's all. You know what? Moving on.
We'll see. I, I like Vivek. If he picked Vivek, I might actually consider going back. But if he picked Vivek, right. I would. Okay. I like Vivek. I like Vivek. I like Vivek. I, yeah, he's good I don't know if I fully trust him. No, I didn't either. I got one eye open with him just like I do with Elon Every, Musk. Everybody, I have one eye open. Both Elon Musk and Vivek. Do you have one eye open with Trump? No. What? No, him and I are from the same neighborhood. He got me into real, he got me into real estate uh, 30 years ago when I read his book. Uh, I have a uh, history with, with Donald Trump. You met him back, personally? Yes, in New York City. Really? Yeah. So what was he like when you met him? Well, he lived in uh, Trump Towers, okay. and my protege lived across the street. His name is Carl Sen. Shout out to Carl Sen. All right. And they used to, you know, have dinners together at Club 21. Okay. Uh, and things like that. So, yeah, I've met him a few times when I was a young man. And it is, you know, New York City, he's always been a legend in New York. People love them. Everybody, they the black, the white, yeah, the yeah, Jew, yeah. the Chinese, everybody loved Trump. Yeah. Until he ran for president. And that's when they call him a racist. So, not to get off topic, but yeah. All right. Well, I didn't know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that he defended Mike Tyson back when he was accused yeah. of, uh, of falsely accused of you know raping that chick. He's done a lot. Of, he's done so. a lot of great things. Like you know the, about you know, that homeless woman that lives in one of his hotels? <laughs> Did no, you hear I, that story? I did not hear that. story. Yeah, that's a true story, bro. This freaking homeless lady years ago got into I don't know she got into a hotel room. She's kind of like you know stay there. What do you call those squatters? Yeah. He finds out. He went. He goes visit her at the room, and you know he, she tells him his story. She's still there, as far as I know, not paying any rent. She just stays. <laughs> she's she, so. That's the thing, kind of things he does that he doesn't get credit for. He doesn't even want the credit. He just does it, does it on the down low. Well, it, it's also good that we had no newer. We didn't have any new foreign wars while he was president. Yeah, we had thing. peace and yeah. prosperity. Well, we had more peace than in the past. We yeah. still were, we're still doing a lot of stuff Don't in Yemen and everything. But yes. it was better. It, yeah, there yeah. were a lot of things that were better. Well, his tra- he has a track record, and it worked. In some cases, yes, in some cases. Okay. Right. Um, but you've never had a hostile interaction confronting no. the the, his, no. the Hispanics. No, they're very nice to me and they open up to me and they all wanted they all want to hear this. St- they want to share their story, which is crazy yeah. because would you think they would um, share their story if they knew who you were or what you were doing? A lot of them know that um you know they know me uh, when these migrants are there usually for two or three weeks and then they ship them off. But you know a lot of them know me. They call me by my name. They call me the Colombiano is here. They know what I do. Okay. You know? How do you establish trust with them? Because I think that if you're gonna actually um. If you're actually going to expose a lot of what's happening, right. you know, it's like Alex Rosen. He establishes trust with these fucking mm-hmm. freaks that he catches, yeah. and then he gets them thrown away. I think that a lot of people, you know, more people should do what you're doing, right. okay? But if you're going to do it, you got to do it correctly. Right. And part of doing it correctly means establishing trust and mm-hmm. getting them to open up and communicate mm-hmm. so that you share this with the general mm-hmm. public. Yeah. How do you establish trust with these migrants that you um, speak to? I Just be honest with them and talk to them like human beings, you know. I, in the beginning, I would get mad at them and upset that they're here. I, I quickly realized that when I started documenting and, and giving it out to the public, that's not the right approach, you know. And there are some guys out there that do that. They get very aggressive with these illegals. That's not the right approach. You don't want to. You don't want to hand them freebie stuff or money, no. But you just want to get their side of the story. And and because my viewers always ask me, ask them this, ask them that. You know how viewers are. Yeah. They try to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> For me, that's like the most. Uh, Okay, this is my you know this is my show, not yours. So, but these people, these Americans have questions, and they want me to ask them, these illegals these questions. And I do. I ask these people, why did you come? What if there's no job for you in Chicago? They don't want you here, and they still want to come. However, when I do uh, interview them, I ask them, do they, would you take this journey again? And they all say no. They would not do it again. But they say when they did it, it was it was uh, it was possible, and and they all have a faith in God that they got them through this, which is really odd that they say that you know yeah <laughs> yeah but you know we've talked about the ngos and how ruthless they are with me yeah so how, how is that how, 
Well, all right. Well, they tried to firebomb my car last month. Really? Yeah. Explain that story. I have a nice car. Uh, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, you know, I'm there all kind of hours by myself, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I have no one watching my six. It's very dark over there at night. Uh, and there's a woman NGO that works there. I know her face. I don't know her name. She's always giving me attitude and yelling at me. The first time she threw a bottle of soda in my car, and I know it was her when she, you know, when they get out of shift when they change shifts. This this evening she 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 saw me and started giving me lip again. So I, what happened was she texted her boyfriend who was waiting for her at the parking lot where I have my car and where he waits for her, and he she probably texted him, "Yo, that's the black cat. I'm like go go." do some damage to him and he parked really close to my car and I didn't put one and one together at the time it was a red pickup truck um, and next thing you know I go to my car when I finish my, my footage and there's gasoline poured all over it and he's on the other side of the parking lot smiling and laughing and, and drives away so I don't have any footage of him doing it but I know it was them and they were maybe you know ready to blow it up I don't know but you know you don't pour gasoline on a man's Cadillac no you definitely do not <laughs> do that but why would so, they be so threatened by you uh, they're just, they're just very angry when I point the camera at them. You know, they must be doing something wrong. Uh, and there's multiple NGOs like that. Uh, I ask them questions like, you know, how many children are, have you guys lost in this center? Because there's hundreds of thousands of children that have been missing by HHS numbers, Office of Refugee Resettlement. They can't track them. And they can't. Tra are they unable to track them um, because they couldn't process them when they crossed, or are they unable to track them? After they've been processed. After they've been processed. They can't track them. And, and you can map out that they've been processed through these areas. Yeah. Well, every area. I mean, there's 350 uh, camps, I call them, that uh, house children in this country. Most of them are in Texas. 250,000 okay. of them are in, in Texas okay. that house children. They house children. And Illegal children. Yeah. And so you can gather data as to how many of these children have been... Um, have gone missing, yeah. and by figuring out the missing children, you could kind of gather where they pass through. Mm -hmm. I think that's very reasonable to, you know, ask um, the organizations that shelter right. these children right. what happened to them. Because right. right. maybe, you know, the children were there and they passed through that organization, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe the children sure. were fine and that organization, and then you could say, okay, well, yeah. they were there with us. You should check the next organization. Here's well, the document. Once they hand them off through their family or sponsors, the government has, is hands off. They don't have any more responsibility. N you know, they hand it off to the state wherever the kid went. But how do you even know who the sponsor is? The sponsor could be some uh, some sex trafficker. So the numbers is nine, over 90% of these sponsors slash family members that get these children, unaccompanied children from the border, are illegal aliens over 90 percent of the sponsors of the sponsors are illegal so illegals are sponsoring other illegals how is that allowed <laughs> it, it's harder to get a dog in america with the aspca today than it is a child from the government so which makes no sense right because if you're going to do this and do this intelligently you shouldn't have illegal immigrants um, helping to transport other illegal immigrants mm. through a government program right. at the very least it should just be u.s right. citizens trying to make sure that they're safe right that's what happens when you break one law. You're going to continue to break more laws. I mean, this is not even breaking the law. This is government policy. By the way, the federal government was trying to make it easier for them to 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 uh, process e these children. Thank God. Uh, shout out to uh, Tara Rodas and uh, and um, and her organization uh, because uh, they, I think they stopped that. But listen, when when a child is is transferred to a sponsor, the sponsor does not have to give proof of address. There is no Zoom call. There's no background check. There's no fingerprint check. Uh, 
they don't even you know they don't they don't even have a permanent address that's why it's easier to get a dog than it is to get a, a child from this government today which is sad state of affairs uh there's over 85,000 missing children however that's not including the census uh the, the fiscal year for 2023 so most experts say the number is really 150,000 up to uh 300,000 that are missing and when i say missing the government puts in one phone call after they've been sent to the sponsor one phone call that's all they put in the call if no one picks up that call they're missing that's when I when I say missing that's what I mean there is no second call there is no door knock on the door how's the kid doing with like CPS nothing there was just one call and if that call was not picked up it goes to the to the column um, of the 85,000 missing children you follow me Alex I follow you okay cool so that's the stats you know and it's uh, unfortunate that uh, we are the uh, number one human traffic uh, trafficking uh, country in the world and it's paid by your tax dollars and so how do we uh, fix this secure the border okay so easy secure the border but yeah. what about all of the people that have come in well that's already a problem what how do we reverse what happened these past three years well I could tell you first off um, I know who's gonna do it do it right okay but you're gonna have to have first the first phase is gonna be self-deportation and it was done during Eisenhower when he deported millions uh, there's a lot of illegals here that are not very happy that they're here now because they they were promised the the honey and 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 fruits and, and you know paradise. They're living in the streets of New York City and Chicago, five, zero degree weather. So there's a large percentage. I would probably put it 20 percent or more, 25 percent that want to go back home. Number one, that's first phase, self deportation. Second phase is yeah, we're gonna have to have a massive crackdown on these illegals, and that they're not gonna be hard to find because they're in every Home Depot at eight o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning at a Home Depot looking for work. Uh, and then they have the phones, so you can check them through the phones and, and the ankle bracelets. But it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's going to cost a lot of money, and people are going to die, unfortunately, doing it. Well, also, you know, if you happen to get arrested and you're an illegal, immediate deportation. Well, that's the new law that Abbott signed, you know, just a month ago. He signed three-part law. However, if you're an illegal and you commit a felony, not a misdemeanor, it's got to be a felony, and you're an illegal, yes, you get deported. But how many times have we seen, Alex, where people are deported five times and they're back in the country? We've seen that hundreds of times. And so the, por the border is porous. It, we cannot have that anymore. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to be a reckoning to get out 30 million. I don't know how many. Listen, they've been saying that there's 11 million illegals in our country. They've been saying that for 20 years. The numbers probably double that. So my numbers is there's, uh, there were at least 20 to 30 illegals before the surge of Biden regime. Now we have another 15. I'm putting the number around 40, 40 to 50 million illegals. Well, I think that what you have to do is you just have to make right. it um, really uncomfortable right. for employers to want to hire them well, and yeah. when you disincentivize employers from hiring them you make it harder for them to um, acclimate and be in this country if they're not doing it correctly and you make them want to self-deport right. well that's e-verify you know but they, Maybe, they but never enforce e it okay but then if you do e-verify that's also another stepping stone towards digital id yeah i feel right. as though if you have a company right and yes. you're going to hire somebody you just got to check citizenship right. like you have to just make sure that mm -hmm. they are in this country legally yeah. before you hire somebody and if you're hiring somebody who's an illegal alien you should be fined um, substantially. Or even if you're that. like, even if you're um, driving somebody from point A to point B right. and you're not like an Uber driver or a taxi, right. you know, or you're not like a bus driver or something like that, or, or your job is not transportation, you should have, you should get fined for, um, right. for transporting illegal aliens. They used to do that. Here in Austin, they used to do that. They used to, they used to go to uh, what kind of uh, operations? Uh, 
I think uh, different type of organizations operate uh, businesses, and they used to check these uh, people for ID. And if they didn't, the ICE was there. They would just take them. It's called INS back then, Immigration Naturalization Services. But they don't do it no more. They, we don't. Listen, they keep saying the immigration law is broken, especially the left. Oh, immigration law is not broken. It's not broken. There are so many laws in the books. They're just not being enforced. We need to enforce these laws. It's not broken. They they want. They say it's broken because they want to throw in amnesty for all these illegals. And we're not going to have that. We're not going to give amnesty yeah. to 30 million people. Sorry. Because our amnesty also destroys elections right yeah, yeah. um you as a result of that considering what's happened you, you bring back covid fascism and other types yeah, of, of, of digital exactly. fascism you um right. d- drag queen story hour becomes commonplace because the people that uh the, the people that support the influx of illegals also support these policies and the illegal that comes here is going to vote for the guy that let them in the country that's kind of right. natural even yeah, though the they may have different belief systems it's mm-hmm. just what it is mm-hmm. uh so yeah that that is a that is something that should get and let me say, let me say, let me know? say one more thing about these NGOs. You know, the left always say separation of church and state, right? Separation of church and state, Alex. Yeah. This whole operation, invasion, is controlled, is run by church, nonprofit church, and the state, the federal government. So where where is the left saying we want a separation of church and state when this well, this whole invasion is is orchestrated by the by the church and the state? That's the irony of it. Don't you see the irony of that? Well, there's a lot of irony. Everywhere. <laughs> there sure uh, is. There, there's a lot of irony. And, and the irony is, I get I get arrested for criminal trespassing on a public airport for documenting illegals coming off a oh, bus. Oh yeah, you and did. They don't. So you got arrested trying to um, film illegals at yeah. an airport? Public airport, San Antonio. So what was happening there in the airport? So the story goes back two weeks prior to my official arrest. Okay. I was at the uh, American Replacement Center okay. at 2 in the morning, All right. and I saw something very unusual in my car. I saw a bus, and the illegals were not getting off the bus. They were getting in the bus at 2 in the morning. I'm like, where are they going on a bus at 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Uh, you know, McDonald's or something? Uh, so I followed the bus, and it led to the hangar behind the San Antonio airport, a hangar that's not fitted for people to be sleeping in, where they house 300 illegals. Okay. And they use they use the hangar as a depot overflow to, to then take them to the airport. So when I was there with my with my, with my iPhone, uh, and I got out of my vehicle, they called the police, and they wouldn't let the illegals get off the bus into the hangar. I was like, well, that's very weird. Something is not going. And I have it on tape saying, so you're doing something illegal here because you're not letting these illegals off the bus. And they just they just kept, you know, they had me for like an hour there. Finally, the airport duty manager came and said, you're trespassing on private property. I'm on the public street. Okay. And you've been warned, get out of here. And the police pretty much told me to get the fuck out of here. And I did. I left peacefully. I'm not going to cause a problem. And two weeks, uh, that was an unlawful uh, warning, by the way, because I'm on a public street. Okay. So two weeks later, again, I'm at the center. I see a bus loading up. Where are they going? I don't know. Follow them. I follow them to the airport terminal, right, where you drop off your family, right, for Thanksgiving, right? And that's where the police were waiting for me. They, they called it in that I was following the bus, and they arrested me and shackled me for 26 hours in Bear County Jail, downtown San Antonio, and I was given a criminal trespassing on private property uh, court date. It's been postponed three times already, Alex. So... I know, I've I've got the scars. I've got my battle scars. They also, you know, almost firebomb my vehicle, and they also threw uh, um, ran me off the road uh, one time following one of those vans with illegals. So I've I've had some. They rammed you off the road. Yeah. I've so got, another truck just tried to throw you off the like a, a van full of illegals. They cut me off, and I went I went flying into a uh, a side of the highway on 35. So are you yeah. okay? Anything happen to you? Like my, my vehicle is a little fucked up, but yeah. Yeah, I've got some damages, so five thousand dollars in damages. So you know, this is what happens when you when you expose evil, because this is a battle between good and evil. Um, and um, do these organizations have headquarters and offices in Austin? Uh, yes, endeavors. 
They're on uh, Guadalupe Street. Endeavor. The headquarters. And that, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be going offense this year. We're going to be going after these NGOs, and we're going to get in their faces, especially the these executives that are making six-figure six figure salaries. I, I, think, I think you shouldn't. You should be very respectful right. and ask a series of basic questions. Oh, yeah, questions. we plan on doing that. Uh, so is this, are you facing jail time with this with this trespassing, or is it I kind mean, of like a fine? You could do jail time if they find you guilty. I got a DA district attorney named Joe Gonzalez, who's everybody knows he's bought and paid for by George Soros. Yeah. And so he hasn't dismissed the, the case yet. He hasn't dropped charges, nothing. Uh, thank God I got a good lawyer. Mark LaHood, who's running for, for, for office. And so he's my representative. He's representing me. And so I also have a give, send, go because I have legal costs. So if, you know, Are you doing okay with that? I'm doing okay, you know, but it's, you know, these things cost money and I, you know, I, I have to buy equipment for my, for my videos that I do. I try to give the, my, my followers the best, the best quality Photos, yeah, footage, of course. you know? So, um, yeah. what are you, what are you facing? Uh, I think the, is the, if you're the max is five years in jail. For criminal trespassing? Or, no, sorry. Um, five years probation, six months in jail and okay. $5,000 fine, something like that. It's they're a misdemeanor. Probably, it's they're a misdemeanor. probably not going to give you jail time. Who knows? I mean, they're persecuting me like they're persecuting Trump. It's crazy. So they <laughs> are prosecuting, persecuting. Wow! And they're prosecuting you for filming on a public street. Oh uh, yeah, on a public terminal. So I have it on film. I got everything on film, guy. So I mean, it seems like it should be a pretty. <laughs> it should have went. It should have. Right? It should have went viral. You ask me, but who else has been arrested for filming on a public airport? So yeah, should have gone viral. So who have you sent that video, the, the footage to? Have you sent any of these to people privately? Like 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 uh, major journalist networks. Yeah, like Fox. I was on Glenn Beck's. I've been on a lot. Of, uh, Alex Jones. I don't know. I was on Alex Jones a few times. I've been on some good shows, but you know, I just don't see it. You know, no one's talking about it. You know that this is what happens. This is the police state. Like Dennis D'Souza says in his poster, well, "Are you next?" Sure. I was next. Okay, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Because right. we're talking about a weaponized justice system, right? Yeah. And I think that if you're going to be doing what you're doing, you're putting yourself out there. You want. Um, to be reciprocated or at least know that that these people are going to help the people that are on our side are going to yeah. have your back and help yeah. you okay yeah. so the reason i'm asking this is because i was wondering have you sent any of this to have you sent any of that and you've been on some shows which is good yeah. but like yeah. i send my footage to big account whenever i make whenever i troll city council or do whatever i do i always send it to big accounts just because i'm like I, you, if you i mean feel you like tag them no i just oh, private message dm like, them yeah, right. dm the video right have All you right. ever dm'd anybody on like have you ever DM like Trump Jr. or anybody connect or any of the people connected to the Trump campaign? Um, no. What you? No. Didn't even cross my mind. I would do that. I would All start right. doing that, right? right. And, and you'll get to see through the my hypothesis is that you're not going to get a response well, that's through the lack of communication. You're going to start realizing that maybe these people don't actually have your back. Right. That's how I view this. Right. My friend, I have a friend named Joey Limasaros. She was driving a truck with a donald trump sticker next to the mm. biden tour bus oh, okay. in um san marcus texas okay in october okay. of 2020 okay yeah she's getting sued by joe biden under the ku klux oh. klan act oh all right oh yeah i remember that i remember okay. that uh i remember that how episode. much money has donald trump donated to help joey lynn joey who my friend joey lynn zero okay zero um <laughs> has how many tweets or true social posts has anybody on has hit either him or anybody on his team uh, made to help this lady. Zero. Zero. Owen Shoyer had to do two months in jail for yeah. what he did on January 6th. It wasn't did Donald show. Trump help him in any capacity? No. No. Okay. Um, Alex Jones got deplatformed from Twitter um, in 2018, right. 2019. Right. 18, yeah. Who was the president when Alex Jones? Trump. Yeah. 
Okay. Who was the president when the government started doing gain of function research experiments back in 2017? Trump. Trump. Gain of search, gain of function, yeah. I see what you get in there. You trust this? You, we, are we really? Let's add, let's add the J6. To, J6. Let's add the J6. At J6. He's been he silent. He's been silent. Been signed. That's All he had to do hold. He could have hold, held one rally, done tweeted one thing, done tweeted one GoFundMe, never like did that. anything. We really, like we that. really want to put our hat and all of our weight behind that guy when there is a better choice out there. Well, I don't, I don't like that, and I don't like the, the you know the uh, operation warp uh, speed. Warp speed. I don't With like the that. clot shot. I didn't take the clot shot. Uh, I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. But I identify as someone who took the clock shot you. because this is about Hey, listen, inclusion. he's not perfect. I'm not one of those, you know, cult members where he, you know, kisses ass. No, there's certain things that I don't like he did. But overall, you know, I just think he's the, he's the best man for the job. Overall, I personally love okay. having you on the show. <laughs> right. But I feel as though with everything that we're mentioning, yeah. I think that DeSantis is a better choice. And for Trump to win my vote back, he has to um, – mm-hmm. Be more like DeSantis. Okay. That's what I think. I think he has to be more like DeSantis and show that you are actually serious about taking the actions that you want the people who voted for you risk their lives, risk their um, political futures mm-hmm. for, risk their financial futures for, risk the standing of their families and friendships for. You got to prove that you actually care about these people who sacrificed what they sacrificed to voice their support for you. Okay. And I feel as though that guy whose name you have on your hat has not right. done that. Yet and he yeah. he has till November to try and do that. True, that's my viewpoint. Well, we shall we shall see it. We shall see, but we should be pressuring him in the most loving way possible to uh, actually uh, yeah. do that. And while there's still an opportunity, there is a better candidate, and we should, my opinion, ah, hmm. uh, at the very least, give the better candidate a chance. Okay, that's my view. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let the best man win. <laughs> Let the best man win Alex, in, a fair, in a fair election. I Let's want I want go. fair elections. I just fair hope election. they don't. I just hope they don't assassinate him. Well, shit. That's another reason why DeSantis has to stay in. Because imagine, yeah. imagine, imagine. That's if, why if, he if is he staying dro- in. Yo, imagine if he drops out. God forbid, yo. Imagine if he drops out, right? And yeah. it's between Trump and Haley, and they do throw him in jail or do some some pulling Kill Kennedy him. on him. Who are you going to get stuck with, Nikki Haley? DeSantis staying yeah. in, even if it comes in second, it ensures that they can't do this right. this shit. So the, all the attacks on DeSantis, even if you don't like him and you like Trump better, that's your choice. I get it. It's okay. Right. You can't. If you tell him to drop out, you're an idiot. Mm. My view. No, he needs to stand there gotta as, stay. He's gotta as stay. an insurance policy he's gotta stay. against Trump's at life. At the very least. I think he's a better candidate, <laughs> but at the very least, he's got to stay. He's yeah. got to stay and do his best. Is this an orange or a tomato? It's, it could be whatever Apple? you want. This is, it's, 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 it's fruit fluid. I feel like it's a tomato, but it could identify as much. Yo, tell, hey, before we get a hold, right. before we uh, yes, wrap up, sir. tell me about the badge that you got. So I'm wearing this here badge here. It says S, S stands for Suspendables. Yeah. The Suspendables uh, is part of an organization started with Kyle Serafin. Kyle Serafin, shout out to him. Shout out to Ryan Mata uh, and all these Suspendables out there. Uh, Tara Rodas and uh, Stevenson. Stevenson is a great man as well. So there's a there's a dozens of these guys that have been um, that lost their job, their careers in government because they're whistleblowers and they're standing up for truth. And they're standing up for justice, Alex. Okay. And what what are they exactly exposing? Are they like Seth Rich with the laptop? But like, what are they exactly specifically um, so exposing? With uh, with Kyle Serafin, he was exposing the uh, the J six uh, episodes with the FBI. They were targeting regular Americans, patriots that were there in Washington D.C. Not doing anything wrong. Not doing anything wrong. Yeah. yeah. So he that's what he was targeting. Uh, Tara Rodas and and uh, Stevenson, uh, they were they were exposing the uh, the NGOs and these children camps where their 
where children are being uh, sexually abused and, and trafficked to uh, tri-national uh, tri organizations all, all over the world, all over the world. It's happening right now as we speak. There's thousands of children being held at these camps. They're kidnapped, and they're selling to the highest bidder. Crazy. Well, yep. I'm glad that you're getting their stories out. Yep. Um, Hernando, how do we get a hold of you? You can follow me on XX. It's my name, Hernando RC, just so you see it below, typed, right? Okay. And on, on IG, uh, Hernando underscore Patriot. Because I, I like do this that. forgotten country, okay. as I in all my videos, forgotten country. Any other? You got a Rumble channel? Yes, Hernando RC on Rumble. Okay. And your Give, Send, Go, what's the link to your Give, Send, Go? Hernando RC. Give, Send, Go, Hernando RC. Any, okay. any donation will be appreciated. I, I don't do this for clicks. I don't do this. I haven't, I've made a dollar fifty on, on Rumble. I don't do this. I do this part time. I, I do this because I want to live in the United States. I don't want to eat bugs and live in a pot or have a social credit score. Yeah, that's a good which, reason. Which also, which also means that I'm going to say what I'm saying for the right reasons, and everybody who's in this yeah. field should be doing this for that's the right, right. reasons. That's right. And I got loyal now. followers. My followers are so proactive. They share so much of my content. It's amazing. My followers know. They could they could tell when you're fake, man. People can tell. Yeah, they could tell. So keep it real. Uh, my followers know I'm legit. I don't, I'm don't. not doing this for fame. I'm not like you that. You got to keep it real. You got to do this because yeah. you want to do There are way better ways to make money and way better ways. Honestly, yeah. if I put all my effort that I put into this to just giving pedicab rides, I would have a lot more money. Do I get a petty crap ride today? Yeah, you want to ride anywhere? Back to my car. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Just I'll give you. No, listen, right, you can hear my rap songs. It. It'll be fun. Hernando, thank you for coming on. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Alex, yeah, great pleasure. Thank no. you. All awesome. Right. We got to wait for Excited. a guy.